BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time for the Fox 4 Race Zone. I'm Sam Atwell. And I'm Brian Dooley. And we are here to talk about the action last night, Saturday night, racing under the lights in Richmond. And, well, kind of the same outcome we've and, seen all season. Well, we thought last night it was going to be it was a, it was a front row sweep for the Joe Gibbs cars. Uh, but Eric Jones found out today, failed post uh, inspection, wah, wah, wah. which now puts him in last place for this race. And he's in a must win to get into the next round, which next week, elimination race in Charlotte. But, uh, yeah, Gibbs cars, when you see Penske up there. Logano didn't seem to really have a good night. He never ran up there. But Ryan Newman really impressed me. I did not expect him. I mean, he's in the playoffs, but now with Jones being DQ'd and moved to last place, Newman now is a top five spot. And, you know, we know Newman, he, you know, in 2014, he got to Homestead on uh, just on points. So, man, don't count him out. He really impressed me. And, wow, and then... That moves Jimmy Johnson now up to our top 10 spot. Now, he's not eligible to win a championship, but this team can definitely use some. They need some good news. Yeah. They need some good news. Well, let's go ahead and take a look and see where your driver finished on Saturday night in Richmond at the Richmond 400, I think it was. I don't remember what the sponsor of the name was, but they're not paying us, so I don't care. Go ahead. All right. In first place, Spartan Truex Jr., uh, consecutive win, and the second win, I think, at Richmond for this year. Uh, he's definitely locked to the next round. Second place, teammate Kyle Busch, followed by Denny Hamlin. Uh, now that Eric Jones is moved back, Brad Kozlowski takes the fourth spot. Ryan Newman in five, followed by Kyle Larson, Kevin Harvick, Clint Boyer, Daniel Suarez, and Jimmy Johnson. 11th was Joey Logano, 12th Bubba Wallace, 13th Chase Elliott, 14th Matt DiBenedetto, 15th Ricky Stenhouse Jr., 16th Eric Amarillo, Ryan Blaney was 17th, 18th Kurt Busch, 19th David Reagan, Matt Tift, 20th. And 21st, Michael McDowell, followed by Austin Dillon. And 23rd, Alex Bowen, followed by Hendrick Quarter Sports Team, William Byron. Uh, Daniel Hemrick, Ty Dillon, Paul Menard. And 28th, Leon Castle, Corey LaJoy. And in 30th, Ryan Priest. 31st was Chris Busher. 32nd, Austin Theralt. 33rd, J.J. Yaley. 34th, Spencer Boyd. 35th, Quinn Huff. Ross Chastain, 36th. 37th, Reed Sorensen. And the aforementioned 38th. Eric Jones. Well, I think you can probably say that the chase playoffs, whatever you want to call it, is over for Eric Jones. Yeah. Unfortunate situation, but... Unless he finds a way to win in, in Charlotte. That's and, the only way, but... And he's not won yet, even you think of road course racing uh, up there. I mean, I've definitely... I mean, Ryan Blaney won there last year. Chase Elliott won a road course earlier this year. And I can see Truex Jr. sweeping this first round for you know for sure. He does well at road courses. He really does well, and we'll hear from him in a little bit. He talks about the, uh, a little bit of a preview of next week, and he said he's pretty excited. Um, I think that doesn't bode well for the rest of the teams in the chase, in the playoffs, but uh, 
Wow, what a what a statement this Truex team this I am so amazed at them because of where they came from. They came from a team that shut down. You know, they won the championship in 2016. Had a not not a outstanding year in 17. Team announces they're going to close their doors. It was actually uh, it was 17. It was it 17? Oh, I'm I'm a year behind. 17 he won. 18 not such a great year this year. Moving to Joe Gibbs Racing, which is whether you choose to believe it or not, is a step up from where he was at. Multi year, multi multi car team, lots of money, great great staff at Joe Gibbs Racing, and I can't, I will never be able to say enough good things about Coach Gibbs. He's an amazing man. He came there with his crew chief, and I kind of thought maybe there might be a a little adjustment period. Yeah, that maybe lasted two weeks <laughs> because he is just beat up on everybody all season long. He's this is his sixth win of the season, and he's he's hungry for that championship. Now it's no more. I mean, I don't think he's done. Yeah, and I, even though he's locked next round, like I said, I could see him sweeping this first round. I mean, he, he's got momentum. He wants to keep going. Um, we've seen this. You know, Tony Stewart always did really well in the postseason races. Uh, Truex Jr. is definitely on on fire right now. And uh, and his teammates too, um, though you know Kyle Busch wasn't too happy last week. If anyone hasn't seen the interview from Fox Sports, I'm only here because I don't want to be. It, fine. it reminds me why I cannot I dislike Kyle Busch. Whenever just I'm go on, ahead, you can't stand him. Say it. Well, just like things like that. It's like he always acts like NASCAR is out to get him and just poor me. It's like, dude, you've won a championship. You're you're still in the postseason. Calm down, but. He seemed better last night. Well, I, I heard th- this is one of my well, – uh, this is a phrase that just drives me crazy whenever I hear it. And I heard it so many times this week in regards to Kyle Petty – or Kyle, Kyle Petty, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Kyle Bush and his the way he acted after the race last week. And he said, well, he is such a fiery competitor. Well, no, he's a – he's not a nice person. If he doesn't get his way, he doesn't win. He's not a nice person. And I used to not care for his brother either, but Kurt Busch has really straightened up over the years. Well, Kurt Busch has been through some pretty uh, odd things in life, and I think he, I think he's had to grow up a little bit. I mean, he had a girl, he had a girlfriend slash fiance that was indicted for all kinds of fraud, and that chick was crazy. And uh, he had an ugly divorce. He. You know, back in the day, he lost his job with with Roush Racing. They said, "We're tired of dealing with this guy." And then Penske, and then and Penske had problems there. And then he landed it at Stuart Haas. Didn't really do a whole lot there. He got a couple wins, I think, but right. it wasn't what it was expected of him. And now, I think going to the one team, and we've talked about this all season long. He he really he really upped the level of competition and the and the level of performance of that team and. Um, that's pretty cool that he could do that. And as I was saying you know, earlier, looking at the top ten, I mean Ryan Newman uh, shocked. I mean he, I mean he's made it, but he's gonna. I think he can go on to the next round. And then some other guys too. Clint Boyer had a good night. Kyle Larson had a good night. Uh, Logano's just outside the top ten. I wouldn't say I never really saw him. He definitely wasn't. Didn't have a car to win. Johnson stayed out of trouble. Um, Chase and Johnson did the best out of a shooting team because I think Bowman and Byron might be in a must-win situation. They might 
uh, be a... We'll talk a little yeah, bit more about way. that here in just a minute. But first, let's go ahead and hear from our winner. Martin Truex Jr. met with the media after the race. And uh, believe it or not, he was pretty happy. Martin Truex talks about the win last night in Richmond. I think anytime you're winning at this level, there's a little bit of a pinch me feeling. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, um, it, this stuff, look, this is really, really difficult. These races are hard to win. Um, you know, we, we went seven or eight races there where we were, you know, feeling like we had sh a shot to win speed wise. And, you know, we, our best finish was, I don't even know, you know what I mean? It's like, you got to have some things go your way sometimes. And we certainly had that the last two weeks, we've had fast race cars and we've executed and done all the little things right, but there's still, there's still other stuff that's involved. And, um, you know, I feel like for me, anytime we're, we're winning races, I'm happy. Imagine that winning makes him happy. And I... <laughs> there was the point when, when Stenhouse Jr. got into him and spun him out, and I thought, oh, man, he's going to come back. He's not going to be happy about that. But then when he won the race. I mean, luckily he didn't hit anything during that spin, uh, but Truex was able to. He only lost, what, two positions? Yeah. So he came back from that. Stenhouse was probably. Stenhouse, it was, just, it was a total accident, but still you, these guys are running for a championship. Um, Truex though was already locked in, but still, when you were, have a great car like that, um, yeah, they were just able to get the pit road, uh, get new tires, go out there, and yeah, that, it was the dom. You know, Kyle Busch had a good car last night, but Truex Jr. I mean, he once he got up front, I mean, his car was definitely. Yeah, you said you said that he is locked in, and obviously he is because he's taken the first two races of the playoffs. But what's important to those guys is bonus points and finish points, stage points, because it all adds up to get – I mean, you take all that with you all the way to Miami. And so every point you can pick up is important, and, you know, that spin could have wrecked his whole day. Thankfully, like you said, he didn't hit anything, and he was able to just – man, he was able to pretty much – he got past Kyle Busch with no problem whatsoever to take the lead back. Yeah. Um, Kyle, Kyle Busch said after the race – he just didn't have enough to get to him, and he said, "I don't know what it is. We're, you know, we're in the same, we're on the same team, or you know, we work same shops and everything else." But Martin just had had a little bit more than uh, than any of his teammates last night. And Martin Trex is a good guy, and I'm a big fan of his, and so I'm glad he won. Yeah, um, I think you know we've talked about all season. Whoever the champion is at the end of the year, it's going to be. Gibbs or Penske team, which means out of both of those, I don't think Ben Penske. I don't think it's going to be Blaney. Um, Gibbs. I don't think it's going to be Jones. For, uh, Jones, I'm pretty sure. But I think Jones is done. We're either going to have a repeat winner or Denny Hamlin. But if we have a repeat winner, I mean, it's looking like Truex Jr. at this point. It's still early. We still got a long. It's like with NASCAR this postseason. We still got a long ways to go. Um, we got October, November. We have Talladega, which can change the playoff standings quite a bit. But this year, Talladega is no longer a cutoff race, so it happens the next week here, right here in Kansas. But thinking about Martin Truex Jr. and I mean, the last two weeks they've just been they've just been dominant. They just have, and this may not be good news for the rest of the other teams, but. Uh, Truex was asked last night by the by a member of the media about next week at the road course, the Roval in Charlotte, 
And uh, let's hear what he had to say. This is a little preview of next week from Martin Trucks Jr. And if you're one of his competitors, you might be worried. Uh, I'm looking forward to the Roval. I think it's uh, you know it's it's a good track for us. We've been good on road courses in general, and um, you know feel like with the changes they're making on the backstretch chicane, it's going to help me. Um, I felt like last year we were really fast everywhere on the course except for the uh, the chicane on the backstretch, and um, you know with it being more of a braking zone now and more of a technical turn uh, like Watkins Glen, it should uh, it should fit into our our wheelhouse. So I'm excited about it. We got nothing to lose, and uh, we're going to go there with the same expectations as we did tonight. Try to get as many points as we can. Bonus points are huge to, uh, you know, to try to get to Homestead. So, uh, you know, six of them tonight, and hopefully uh, we can get more next week. Yeah, he he did well. He's turned into a pretty good road course racer, and to hear that they've made a change on the chicane that is right in his wheelhouse. If I'm one of the guys competing against him, I'm like, uh. That makes me a little nervous because he could very well sweep the first three races of the playoffs. Yeah, I have no doubt. Um, and <laughs> for, I, from what I remember last year, the the road course in Charlotte, uh, it was pretty exciting last year. I think it's going to be uh, not just one of the more exciting races this postseason, but of 2019. Um, and Truex can definitely go out there and have the dominant car again. But I, I look – I think – I don't know. It's going to be interesting next week. It's, it's so hard. It's such a new kind of road course. So It will be, and we'll, we'll, we'll get into our picture in, in a little bit. I want to talk about something that came out of last night's race, a little dust-up between uh, a couple of Hendrick drivers and uh, one of the Childress drivers. One uh, Lap 111, two laps after the uh, green flag for stage two, William, uh, Alex Bowman, Decided to make it four wide. Not a good idea at Richmond. But he decided to make it four wide, and uh, it didn't work out too well. He slipped up the track into Dylan's number three Chevy. Cut down a tire. Uh, Dylan's car, in turn, bounced into Byron's Chevrolet. Cut the left rear tire on Byron's car. Dylan retaliated by spinning Bowman, causing him or causing the second caution of the race. Now, it was just a racing deal in my mind. Although not advised to go four wide at Richmond. You can do that at Michigan. You can do that at Talladega sometimes. There's a couple other places you can go four wide. Richmond is not one of those places you want to go four wide. And it was just, it was right on, it was a restart, trying to get jockeying for position. Every, every position matters. You get those points. And uh, Dylan came back and retaliated by spinning him out. And uh, I found it very interesting that uh, there were some comments after the race that said uh, that Bowman was kind of upset and said that he would uh, <laughs> do something with the silver spoon that Dylan has well, Dylan's just because he's Childress's grandson. And, you know, Dylan's not – eligible he's not in eligible to win the championship he's out byron is and now byron is pretty much in a must-win situation too he's just above the cutoff line in 12 i mean next week he's really got to run up front uh or win and that's going to be tough so 
He's pretty. He's close. He's pretty much in a must-win spot. Still can squeeze in there in points. Uh, he's there now, um, only by two points. Yeah. So yeah, he's. I would be frustrated too. I mean, it's that's what I mean. These other drivers, you need to kind of stay out of the way, or I mean, because once once Byron, if he is out, then yeah, he's got nothing to. I mean, he can come. There will be retaliation if he gets if he gets out of the playoffs. Just walk, hang around a, a long enough, and there will be retaliation. Remember a couple years ago, the famous Matt Kenseth. I love that Joey Logano. Mainly I love it because it led to Jeff Gordon's final win in his career, and that was so awesome. Because let's face it, Logano was dominating that race, but just the you could just tell the buildup between Matt, Matt Kenseth's anger <laughs> starting with Kansas that year, and Logano did nothing to help soften that, and. That's what happened at Martinsville, and that's just this is the old NASCAR playoffs. But that's what's that's what's on the line. I mean, these races are very difficult to win. Championships are not well. Jimmy Johnson made it look easy for a lot of years, but championships are not easy to win. You know, and you you bring up um, Jeff Gordon. You know, in the, the late nineties, you know, there for a stretch, I, I believe it was four years, he won thirty three races in four years. Think about that domination. 33 races in four years. He won two championships. And then he had, he went on a championship drought. And everybody thought he was the next, you know, he was the next seven-time champion. You know, you heard that talked about. And, and, and it just didn't happen because it's hard to do this. Jimmy Johnson is now, if he doesn't win this season, he'll be going into a third year without a win. They're hard to win. To stay that consistent, to be to be a championship contender like that all the time, points back to how amazing Johnson was when he won five in a row. I mean, just that's just stunning. Yeah. Five in a row. But I'm wondering if, you know, what's NASCAR going to do about the retaliation? Are they going Are they going to punish Dylan for the retaliation? Because I, I don't. I honestly don't believe what. What happened was intentional. He just got into him four wide. Car got loose, got into him. And unfortunately, it spoiled the night for his teammate. But will NASCAR do anything about it? I doubt it. Hopefully, they'll just let it go. But these guys who are not in the playoffs need to give these other guys kind of a wide board. Don't let them win. You know you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Be competitive, but don't, don't spoil a run for them. If they have the better car... Probably I don't. Best, uh, I don't know what where they were at in the race. I don't know if if Dylan was laps down or whatever. You know, if you're laps down and you're in the way of a championship contender, just do the 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 good sportsman like thing and get out of his way because keeping that position is not going to help you out at all. And as we've talked about before, if Austin Dillon was not the grandson of Richard Childress, would he still be racing in the Cup Series? Oh, no. No, he if, wouldn't. If he would, he'd be like, I mean, his brother's on a smaller team. Um, he would be, um, you know, like Matt D. and Benedetto was, who now we found out recently does have a full ride, time ride next year with the Wood Brothers um, in the 21 call. Paul Bernard's calling it quits after – Years in the Cup Series, um, not a shocker that years of an anticlimactic <laughs> seri- uh, career in the Cup Series. But Austin Lund for sure uh, want to be, and Richard Childress. I don't see them as like the they're the top 
tier team. They don't have anyone in, you know, the championship. And since they lost Harvick, I mean, they really Newman was. I mean, the year after Harvick left, they got Newman, and Newman got to the final four. But he was. I think he got one win in his time there. I mean, Rachel Childress has not been the top team. Yeah, and now they they announced this week that Daniel Hemrick is uh, will not be retained next year, so they've got an open seat there. And this was he was a rookie, so he's yeah. only, this was the only year they didn't really give him a chance. And I he impressed me in the one of the the not the All Star race, but the race before the All Star race. Um, he he impressed me there, um, but I think there was some talent. That I think that they kind of let him grow a bit. I mean, but I. There's a chance he could land a ride somewhere else. Um, Boyer, who he's below the cutoff line right now, I don't know how long his contract's up, but do you think he would continue with Stewart Haas to keep him? Because he hasn't really you – know, he took over for Tony Stewart, but he hasn't really – he's got a couple wins, but he hasn't really performed. He's finally – you know, he had a few years after Michael Walter bracing that – he wasn't on top teams, and he didn't have the cars to perform, kind of like Bowman before. But now, Boyer's been on a – I mean, Stuart Haas, they're a championship-winning team. Um, so I'm just kind of – I don't know when his contract's up, but – I'm not sure either. Now, here's here's a question that comes to my mind. With Childress having an empty seat, is there going to be another Dylan at Richard Childress Racing? a good point but i wouldn't i don't think that'd be a smart i don't know i there's grandkids grandpa wants to do what he can for his grandkids um and i I have no dislike against ty dillon uh uh, but both those dillon brothers and uh, it would just be a joke just just, since we're talking about scenarios and we're talking about you know what ifs if you were Richard Childress racing, okay, Matt Benedetto has a ride. He's 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 with a twenty-one car. I think that's a good move for him. But if Matt Benedetto were still available, and you're looking at Matt Benedetto and Ty Dillon, Matt Benedetto's the guy. Yeah, in my the guy. Mind. I mean, he's shown consistency this year. He almost won a Cup race. I mean, he was at Bristol race, you know, just a few weeks ago. I mean, so close. And so, I mean, there comes a time when you see that and you show consistency. It's not a matter of if that driver's going to get a win. It's he's knocking on the door and he's almost there. And you can kind of see that on some drivers where it's like, oh, it's coming. It's just a matter of time. But they have a lot of good runs and they're just so close. But as long as it's, you know, NASCAR consistency really helps out if you're week after week in the top five and that's what like bowman i wish he still had that drive like he had at chicagoland i mean after kansas he hated losing that race and he came back to a similar track and was like i'm not losing again i don't want to be second and And then we pretty much haven't heard from him the rest of the season it's like what happened to that fire man (laughs) well it was it got dampened a little bit last night by the action of his teammate in so, let's take a look at the points. Martin Truex is your leader. He's got two wins in the playoffs. Um, now, last night, two guys did get locked into the next round, so they will they, they will avoid the cutoff. 
Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch are in, so we have three drivers guaranteed into the next round. That leaves room for, do the math, nine. Nine drivers to get in. Eric Jones, must win. Absolutely. Kurt Busch, must win. Clint Boyer, must win. Well, yeah, he needs to win. He really does. Uh, William Byron needs to have a good run, stay out of trouble. Uh, Eric Almirola is only three points ahead of the cutoff. And Kurt Busch, he had some trouble last week, I believe. He's had um, two. He's had two pretty bad weeks. Two pretty bad weeks. Um, Ryan Newman looks safe. I think anybody from Ryan Blaney on down needs to have a tremendous run next week to to stay in the playoffs. And Ryan Blaney's got to be going, you know, he's got to go in the next week thinking, I've done this before. Uh, Just bring that same attitude. And, uh, you know, he's definitely got a chance. Chase Elliott, we saw dominate a road course earlier this year. Uh, Any of the Gibbs and Pensy cars, I think you can't rule them out, um, except I think (laughs) Eric Jones. I want to pick him. Um, and sadly, I mean, Kurt Busch, I would like to see him go on uh, as good of a run he's had this first year with uh, Chip Canassi, but uh, I don't think he's not going to be a pick of mine to possibly. I just don't, I just don't think he's in the – I just don't think it's in the cards. I think, like you, he's done a great job this year. He's really raised the bar at, at uh, Ganassi Racing and uh, – He's done a lot of good things, and we've talked about him a lot. And I think maybe he's found a home there for a little bit. And but yeah, I just don't, I just don't see him or Eric Jones. Eric Jones is like fifty some points out of the playoffs. And what I mean, that's that's a must win, and that shows the seriousness of you know this. Po- I mean. Any NASCAR nowadays with the technology they have, they're most like they're going to catch you. Uh, any little tweak you try yeah, to do, don't it cheat. happened to Harvick, I think, last year. Yep. And this really hurt. I mean, from in a top five spot, he probably was most likely safe. Uh, if I most likely, if he had stayed, if he got that top, top five spot, now getting dead last. It ruined his chances. Yep. But he's a young guy, and he's going to be around a while, so uh, I don't think he needs to worry. So eight of the eight of the top ten last night were playoff drivers. I think we see this every year. The 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 guys who, who qualify the, for the playoffs have run well all year. They continue to run well in the playoffs. And honestly, I just I don't think we're going to be I don't think the final four in Miami are going to be a surprise to anyone. No, and I'm not going to be surprised if it's Penske and Gibbs. It may be two. It may be two Gibbs drivers, two Penske drivers. Wow, what if it were three Gibbs drivers? How crazy would that be? I'd be disappointed. Um, but it's definitely possible. Um, they have been so dominant all season long. I hope not either. I I don't because and I, I I think we got you know I think Harvick definitely can't count. I think he's definitely one. I would be shocked not to see 
if he doesn't make it to Homestead. I think I think Chase Elliott has a great shot at making it to Homestead too, because we're coming up on there's some tracks ahead in the chase where he runs really really well. So, um, but I don't know. This this could be a year of uh, well, it has been a year of of Gibbs and Penske domination, and it can it's continued so far in the playoffs with Martin Truex with two wins. So next week we're coming up to the. It's the second annual Roval event. Now, I always wanted a road course in the playoffs. The Roval was not exactly what I was thinking about when they did that. I was thinking more traditional road course like Watkins Glen, Sonoma. Sonoma. But they came up with the road course at Charlotte, and I was a little skeptical when they came into that race last year, but man, oh man, was that a fun race? Yeah. That was they, they, it, it. Turned out to be great. And I, they were showing some, you know, replays from last year, yesterday, and yeah, I'm. Next week is definitely gonna. I mean, what a great way for a cutoff race in this first round, and it's gonna be. <laughs> uh, and these drivers, I mean, you got drivers now, and this in this last, I mean, uh, there's season could be done after next week so you got drivers like we've talked about the must win that uh they could be going out there with uh, more aggression and uh more fire and so things are gonna get i can imagine pretty heated up next week well and and there's always the wild card in the playoffs of a driver outside of the playoffs picking up a victory and i could see the 48 team i could see them being very competitive next week at the roval I feel I need to. You remember the more. end. You remember the end of that race last year, with Jimmy Johnson in. Uh, was it Martin? He in, was it Martin Trex Jr. And, and Johnson who got into it at the on one of the last turns. I, I don't remember. I don't remember, but it, it, something like that. Jimmy Johnson was going for the win, and he missed a turn or something happened. But he could be very competitive as one of those from outside the playoffs. But again, Trex Jr. is good there. Chase Elliott is good on a road course. Kyle Busch is good on a road course. Uh, insert Gibbs drive Gibbs racing driver here is good on a road course. I tell you, for me to make a pick, I, I'm just gonna. This is totally boring and totally. But Martin Truex Jr. I think is on a roll, and like I said back when Jimmy Johnson was winning all the championships, somebody's got to come and knock him off, knock the king off the mountain, and until they do. I think Martin Truex Jr. may just be, may just sweep the top three races in the first round of the playoffs. I'm going to go with Chase Elliott. I knew you were. I knew I could see it. I could read it. I could read it in your eyes. And that's a great pick, too, because he he is a great road course racer. And he could really use he could really use a good finish. It would really be a boost to that team. I really I, I'm 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 the sentimental old guy here, and I would really there's some really sentimental picks to win the championship. Denny Hamlin will be a great champion this year because of his history with J.D. Gibbs and J.D. Gibbs passing away in the, earlier in the offseason. And then Denny Hamlin dedicating the, the Daytona 500 to J.D. Gibbs and then going ahead and winning the 500. I, that would be a great win for me. Chase Elliott winning a championship would be a great win for me as a fan because of his dad. That's just a great story. Father, son, that's just a cool story. Um, 
you know, in some ways, I would like Clint Boyer to win a championship as as a little bit of a, a, a way to get even because he's had some pretty he's had the whole the whole uh, the cheating scandal back in the day when that really hurt him. It really hurt him, and I would like to see him. You know, everybody's probably forgotten about that, but like I said, I'm the sentimental old guy, and he got kind of a raw deal on that, and I would love to see him win a championship. This may not be the year. But uh, who knows? I I think his I don't know unless he starts performing. I I, uh, I think Boyer's Cup career could be possibly slowing down. Could be, it really could be. But next week, Charlotte on the Roval, it's going to be a lot of excitement. So far, in my mind, the playoffs have been great, especially great if you're a Truex fan. Yeah, but the racing has been good. Um, last night was a good race. Not not a whole lot of excitement for a short track race. Um, I still wish they had the cut the playoff cutoff race at Richmond. That was always such a great race on a Saturday night. And whoever you know you're trying to get into, that was just great. Ending the Brickyard for that to me was just yeah. It didn't feel like it wasn't the that great. It didn't feel like the Brickyard. And now next year, I was just really looking. It's like. We're going. Phoenix is going to be the last race of the season. Yeah, it just. And, I don't know. And I'm I'm okay. They've changed the last race before. You know, it used to be Atlanta back in the day. So I'm not against. It doesn't have to be Homestead, but uh, Phoenix is just not the. Tra- it's just not the one I would have picked for. If we're going to have a. Which finale. would which would which track would you have picked for the final race if it, if it were up to Brian? It'd be fun going back to doing Atlanta again. I think. You know, old nostalgia, old school. But, again, Phoenix, has show, we've seen some exciting races. And when it comes, I mean, it is the final race of the year. When it comes to that point, you have four drivers. I don't think it matters what track you're at. You have four drivers that it's now or never um, that they're going to go for it. Well, it's four drivers, and, and the winner is the champion. Yeah, so I think in that case, um, it really doesn't matter. I definitely I want to – I want to – like a road course for a final race um, or really a super speedway. Um, but any other one, short track would be interesting and fun. But Bring back Rockingham. Yes. That would be a great final Where race. A few years ago, they, uh, I think it was like eight, a few years ago, but they had the truck series go back to Rockingham, and that was so cool to see. Yeah, that would. That would be my pick. Let them finish up at Rockingham. Show 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 just how great a driver you are. Go tame go tame Rockingham. But alas, it'll never happen for me. You may get your wish, but it'll never happen for me because Rockingham is sadly going. I don't know if it was going to be torn down. I may have my my old tracks confused in my old brain here, but yeah, man, I miss Rockingham. I will never forget two thousand one. The race after we lost Dale Earnhardt. Steve Park. Steve Park. And the emotions that were that were at that race, Daryl Waltrip being the starter. Yeah, and if you I've watched rewatched that on YouTube. You rewatched that. Daryl Waltrip, you know, saying the prayer before the race. Yep. And it'll still it still will get me choked up oh yeah and at that time i was i was really young and i was just getting the sport that 
I, I was able to, I knew how big of a deal Earnhardt was at this point, but I mean, really, that whole week, you just, and it was almost like, like, what happens now? And like, Daryl Waltrip, a lot of people were saying, like, they were shocked that NASCAR was continuing with the race a week later, but Daryl Waltrip was like, this is what Dale would want. Yep. And uh, I just remember when he was just like, you know, we're hurting, and you just, that really, that's just the NASCAR community, really, you could really feel it, and... Uh, then I remember Junior wrecked out that race, sadly, and uh, I wasn't able to see the end of that race because it was it got rained out, and they moved the next day, and I was in sixth grade. <laughs> so you're such a youngster. I know I was in I was in fifth grade. <laughs> but yeah, the, 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 the Rockingham was a, is a special place, and and I'll never forget the third lap tribute where. Everybody in the stands held up three fingers, and uh, I mean, it was just um, an amazing place. So, well, enough with the uh, trip down memory lane by me. Next week, the Roval. You're picking Chase Elliott. I've got Martin Truex Jr. On to Charlotte. We'll just see what happens. Maybe the dominance of Gibbs will be over, and Chase Elliott will go to victory lane. But whatever happens in Charlotte, Brian, I'll be here to wrap it up for you and to share... All kinds of nostalgic memories by me. And I love this sport. I've, I've loved it for a long time. I've covered it for a long time. And, and, and you, are a, you are an old soul when it comes to NASCAR because you love some of the old stuff too. And, and uh, we watch it. We keep up on it. And no matter what happens. What I like too is uh, some of these old races, even if before, you can find a lot of them on YouTube. Yes. Full races. Yeah, you can. And so uh, I've gone back and seen those. Go back and find a race on the Nashville Network, TNN, produced by Diamond P Sports, the good old days, some of the ESPN broadcasts from back in the day. Man, how things have changed. But no matter what happens, whether old or new, we'll be here next week after the Charlotte race to bring you up to date and see who makes it into the next round of the playoffs, who's done for the year. We'll have it all here. So for the Fox 4 Race Zone, I'm Sam Atwell. And I'm Brian Dooley. Everyone have a great week. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.